Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? Welcome, everyone, to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful for, as you know, we start every show with gratitude, right? Today, I am grateful for medicinal water, otherwise known as tea. Did you know back in the, oh my goodness, turn of the century, uh, 1900s, there was a famous book that was very popular all around the world about the Japanese tea ceremony. It was called The Book of Tea. And it was a very important book. It was very much in high society that people would have tea ceremonies. And this was a big deal all around the world. It's not an accident that at that time we were a lot calmer and we moved a lot slower all around the world too, because the Japanese have a saying about herbal tea. And that is when someone is aggravated, when someone is frustrated, when something's going on that just isn't fantastic in their life. It's a sign when they're really, really aggravated that they just don't have enough tea in their body. So if it's not an accident, folks, it's just not an accident that every culture in the world drinks tea. It's something that we've all been doing, but something we've gotten a little bit too far away of in favor of sugary beverages. So one of the things that's really nice about herbal tea is not only do you get a ton of antioxidants and a ton of medicinal compounds into the water, so that's why I call it medicinal water, but what you also get is you get medicine into your body without breaking autophagocytosis. So it's a perfect beverage if you're practicing intermittent fasting, and it's a perfect beverage if you're practicing clinical fasting, as you know, I've been talking about for quite some time. You know, um, I, I just, I love herbs so much and I don't get to talk about them enough, but they're so special. And it's just, every time I talk about them, it makes me happy. It calms me down. It takes the wrath out of my spirit. And, you know, I have moments, of course, I'm still working on where I leave the wrath to God and just do the work, but I'm learning, right? And I can tell you that when I drink herbal tea, when I meditate, when I do my prayers in the morning, in the evening, that my day is always better. That when we put these substances into our body, whether it's prayer and thought, whether it's breath and bringing more oxygen in, or whether it's herbal tea. And what herbal tea does, which is so special, is it separates red blood cells. It it prevents that glycosylation effect, especially if we're talking about the spike glycoprotein. Now, one of the things we didn't get a chance to talk about for a while, so I'm going to share just a little bit overview quick on this, is the Eastern white pine needle tea. I don't recommend it. I'm going to go in the other direction on this one. I don't recommend it because years ago, I had an experience with chaparral, otherwise known as creosote. It's a really medicinal plant in the, uh, in the desert areas of the United States. But I was making it into herbal teas after I'd go and wild harvest it. And uh, you know, I can tell you, I started feeling some injuries to my liver. And that's something that's noted among all the medicinal potential of Larea tridentata, otherwise known as 
chaparral, there it can lead to liver injury. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I went and got some organic white pine needles and and I was a little curious about it because any other pine needle tea you're drinking from Ponderosa or anything like that can kill you. That stuff is really toxic. So I was like, I don't know that this is really safe as much as it's less toxic than these other pine needles. And if you look at the size of the Eastern white pine needle versus the size of a Ponderosa pine needle or something like that, they are different in thickness. And so there's going to be a different concentration of alkaloids in them. But I, I brewed some of the Eastern white pine needle tea, drank it, and folks, within one cup of drinking it, I could already feel injuries in my liver. And it reminded me exactly of what I learned, the lesson I learned with chaparral. So I don't recommend Eastern white pine needle tea, but I do recommend tea, peppermint, spearmint. If we're talking about heart issues, you're going to hear a great thing. We have a special guest today, one of my favorite graduates, Carmen Adams, who is, an, who is also a registered herbalist, AHG. She's, she is just fantastic. In our second segment, we do a great, we have a fun conversation about these herbs and, and she's going to talk to you about um, Leonaris cardiaca and Linden and Hawthorne Berry and Comfrey. She's going to talk to you a little bit about cayenne too, and these herbs and what they do in the bloodstream to kind of help you stay healthy. Cause there's a reason why we've always drink, drunk, drink, drunk. I don't know what the correct word is, but there's a reason why we've always consumed tea every day all around the world, because it is medicinal water. And when you put that medicinal water in your body, almost every herb that isn't toxic is going to lead to a separation of red blood cells. And what have we been talking about with the spike glycoprotein and these damn shots? We've been talking about hemagglutination. So what's something that you can do to offset, reverse the effects of hemagglutination? We know about ivermectin, but what about curcuma? What about peppermint and spearmint? What about all these wonderful herbs that prevent glycosylation. And maybe what we're really experiencing with all of this that's going on is what the Japanese learned and were trying to teach us in the 1900s, that we just don't have enough tea in us to begin with. So I'm going to sip my tea and we're going to have a fun conversation with Carmen Adams, our special guest. Mm, let me get my tea in right now. And I'm going to invite you to hang around and have some fun with us. And I promise you at the end of this episode, you're going to have a smile on your face, one from ear to ear, and you're going to want to go and put some tea into your amazing body. We write back with Carmen Adams, more Energetic Health Radio, right after these messages. Energetic Health Radio is brought to you by the Energetic Health Institute, and uh, it's just really an amazing place for amazing people just like you. Folks, we want to meet you. We want you to come in, come study with us. Our holistic nutrition program, there isn't a better one in the world. Our detoxification program, we get results. And what's so interesting about our education is that there are experiential components. We are the pioneers in experiential education, and it is proven to work. Our grads are out there doing it, and you're going to learn a little bit more about what our grads are doing when you listen to Carmen Adams today, because we're doing medicine the way it should be practiced. So if you want to be free and you want to be healthy, check us out at energetichealthinstitute.org. You will be very happy you did. We'll be right back with Carmen Adams and more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. 
we are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. All right. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Carmen Adams. Folks, I got to tell you, there's just a lot of special people roaming around in this world, and she is definitely one of them. Um, and it's amazing how often the people who are doing some fantastic work don't really get the acclaim, you know? And so that's why I want to bring my graduates on. I want to bring folks that I know are out there with good hearts that you need to meet, people that are going to help you in a big, big way. And Carmen certainly fits that bill and, and more so. So, um, you know, Carmen uh, is a certified holistic nutritionist. She graduated from the Energetic Health Institute. Uh, she uh, is also a incredibly talented registered herbalist, AHG, I was told I have to say on that as well. Uh, and, you know, what's so, so cool cool is, you know, she's been on faculty with us at the Energetic Health Institute. She teaches and mentors where she is right now in her practice. Uh, Energy Med Group will tell you a little bit more about that. That's I-N-N-E-R-G-Y medgroup.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just think that she's one of these incredible people out there doing incredible things, really making tomorrow amazing. So Carmen, thanks for joining us today. And, and how are you doing? You're welcome. I'm doing lovely. I'm ready for it to not be so cold in the desert. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm ready for it not to be so cold either, but I think we have another week or so at least of that. You know, we can thank our lucky stars. We're not in Lake Tahoe, California. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen those, uh, <laughs> why the snow is up there, <laughs> but my goodness, they're going to have snow through like July. You know, oh, no. No. <laughs> But what I'd, I'd say is, you know, I'd love introducing you all to the audience and kind of like getting your story out. And so, you know, there was a reason that you came in to study at the Energetic Health Institute. And, you know, there was something you were really looking for, some knowledge that you wanted to gain, you know, uh, and, and it really inspired you to kind of do some of the work you're doing now, some of the stuff we're going to be talking about in the next segment, you know, about heart related things. But can you give us all a little bit of uh, window into your story and what kind of inspired you to take this journey into natural medicine? 
Yes. So whenever I stumbled upon the Energetic Health Institute, I actually have been seeing advertisements over and over so much. So it was like either these algorithms just have a hold on me or I'm supposed to at least look this direction. And it was from a previous student of yours. And I actually did. And my reasoning was because I was becoming the caregiver of my children's grandmother, their Lola. And she was a stroke survivor. Um, She had undiagnosed high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And after the stroke, it was a resulting um, right side hemiplasia. She couldn't walk anymore. She lost her certain languages. She was fluent in English and she spoke her native tongue of Tagalog, Gilongo, and Cebueno. However, her native tongues are the only ones that stayed. So I wanted to know how could nutrition influence her journey? And it was a lovely, lovely wild ride. So tell us a little bit about that wild ride and, uh, you know, um, and, and some of the things you learned that you found to be really, really helpful, because I'm sure you're using some of those in your practice today and, and maybe even have learned more since. So tell us, share us a little bit about, about that whole learning process for you. For sure. One of the things I learned is curating your healthcare team is optimal. So whenever she was being released from rehab, she had a cardiologist, a neurologist and primary care. And she was on 13 medications, most in which she was taking three times per day. And she was just just unhappy, not only unhappy with the level of medications, that she, the amount of medication she had to take, but also her quality of life from being a mother to four children to now not being able to care for herself. And some of the strategies that I learned incorporated and continue to do so is the importance of therapeutic supplementation alongside with herbal remedies, but not negating or neglecting complementary therapies such as chiropractics, acupuncture, massage therapy, and physical therapy, to name a few. Well, and and that's great because you're putting together a plan for someone Mm -hmm. right there. You're like, look, I'm seeing what's going on and we're going to build something that's going to work for someone. Is that kind of your style now still today? For sure. I meet them where they are and see how can I support the body and what is the body saying in the form of symptoms? What is the client or person in this case, care, uh, family member? What were they saying when it comes to symptoms? And remember the uh, native tongue of English, I'm um, sorry, English wasn't necessarily still here or present at that time. So the language barrier, I began learning a third language to, to communicate And with doing so, I learned fatigue was her primary complaint, Mm -hmm. how outside of fatigue, it was the um, digestive upset or constipation. Mm -hmm. And that is where we started. Isn't it incredible how it always, you can, we have, there there can be thousands of different pathologies, but when you start really getting into what's really going on, what do people always say? Fatigue and then something going on with the digestion, right? It's like, it, it's, it blows my mind how it's like, there's no two more important places to start for me than getting the energy right and making sure we're improving digestion. What, what about you? 100%, I say it's not only what we consume, it's what we actually can assimilate. So if you're dealing with constipation, I'm already gonna be thinking of, well, are you properly digesting your food? So if you're doing a herbal or supplemental or nutrition protocol, what you're putting in is your body in the necessary place to absorb those particular nutrients. So again, I start with the digestive system as well. Amen. Well, let, let's let's shift gears here a little bit because I'm, I'm just feeling like I want to talk with you about herbs a little bit more. I just want to get a chance to, to nerd out with them. So, you know, when we're talking about, you know, 
restoration of homeostasis, right? I mean, that's to me what really health is, is, you know, you have a really homeostatic situation in the body and it's really optimized and there's actually a lot of room for error. Um, I've noticed in a lot of herbalists that, that just strictly do herbs, that they start doing some really beautiful combinations of herbs, but that ultimately they have to keep increasing their um, dosing of the herbs. Like it's got to keep going up. And so early on in my practice, I noticed that um, when I really focused on mitochondria, getting mitochondria producing energy, it allowed me to use less herbs and get a bigger effect. And I don't know if that's true of you as well, but I'm very curious. Is that something that you're using in your, in your you notice in your practice? Because I know you do do the combination of nutrition with herbs and that it's a really beautiful combination. What are you seeing? I would say definitely because herbs are, in my eyes, viewed as, as a tool. So our body, a temple. To build any temple, whether a fictitious or an actual temple, you need more than just, say, a hammer. I like to view herbs as, say, a hammer. So I would definitely say their herbal consumption coupled with all other complementary therapies, including nutrition, it definitely isn't the main. And it is definitively less than some of my herbalist counterparts that primarily focus on herbal remedies within their regimens. Right. You know, I, I, in studying herbs, I've always felt like herbs really sh um, help, help adjust biochemical function. Like they're, they really promote, you know, enzyme, you know, and specific enzymes to be made within the cell, but that without the energy to drive the production of those enzymes, you know, you're not going to really know what an herb can do unless it has some energy. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about a few herbs. Now we were, we did another segment, you know, uh, for, an, for another uh, thing for the Energetic Health Institute, but um, it was a fun segment and we were talking <laughs> about like comfrey and some other herbs. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I'm going to ask you um, right now, and just going to, we're going to put you on the spot and I'll, I'll put myself on the spot and think of my top five too. What are your top five favorite herbs? Okay, well, I'll keep cardiovascular health in mind. The mm. first one that comes to mind would be Leonaris cardiaca mm. or Lionheart or motherwort. Mm. And the reason why I you want my reasons as well right now or just name give me, off? Give me, give me the list and we'll come back to, the, to them. We'll go one by one on them. All right. So the next one will be Linden. Mm -hmm. Another one would be Hawthorne. Uh, mm -hmm. Comfrey is my absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. And then I would say Cayenne. Cayenne, move that blood. All right. Well, now let's give the audience listen again. Let's give them a little insight in these because these are herbs, folks, you should meet. These are herbs everyone should meet. And this is what's so, uh, so fascinating when you get into natural medicine is there's all of these medicinal compounds around us all the time at our, at our beckoning call, but we don't necessarily look at them that way. And sometimes it's an herb, you see the herb name and you're like, yeah, I, I use it on a, a, for cooking, but I didn't realize it was doing all these other things for me. So the first one you had was Leonaris cardiaco, which is a, such a wonderful and a strong name. What are some of the benefits for a person, um, especially in a cardiovascular issue, taking Leonaris cardiaca? So I like to look at traditional and folkloric uses whenever I'm teaching mm -hmm. others about it. And the medicinal actions that come up when I'm teaching about motherwort specifically 
is it being unnerving or a sedative. It can actually act as a circulatory stimulant. I like that it's considered diaphoretic, so it can induce sweating. I enjoy it being a cardiac tonic, uh, just to name a few. Whenever I'm using it for other reasons, some things are like it's an aminogog. It can assist my clients that are having issues with a scant menstrual cycle, but that's neither here nor there. And outside of that, um, I would say that that's kind of like my chief reasons regarding those medicinal actions when I think of mother work. You know, what's, what's, what's fun is you start like talking about botanical medicines and it's like just in our conversations, I'm thinking, oh, this would be great for this student. Oh, this would be great for this patient. <laughs> and it's like, you know, cause it's like you start talking shop and it's like, oh yeah, I hadn't even thought about that for this. You know, I've got, sometimes I get so focused on nutrients and mechanism of action um, that, that herbs take a little bit too much of a backseat. I mean, herbs are always a part of everything that I'm doing, but they take a little bit too much of a backseat. And it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe that Leonaris cardiaca is going to be really helpful for people dealing with myocarditis, dealing with pericarditis mm. after getting the shot, right? Like these herbs can, can help with that, especially from that, when you said diaphoresis or helping to improve sweating, that's one mm. of the things that we notice with people. Some people who are injured, Carmen, is that they have trouble sweating. And we know mm. that that's because of some autonomic dysregulation, but what if Leonaris cardiaca helps to reestablish the optimal balance within the autonomic nervous system? Like I would be so curious to explore that, right? So, mm -hmm. oh, this is this fantastic. Okay. So now you, you uh, we're geeking out folks. If you haven't figured this out yet, I hope you're enjoying <laughs> this conversation. Um, so then the next one you think you had was Linden. Yes. So the, <clears throat> excuse me, the medicinal actions that come to mind regarding lending is it's an ink. I can never pronounce this, but it's <laughs> anxiolytic <laughs> can aid with anxiety. And as someone that lives with anxiety, I have personally utilized linden and coupled with skullcap and other mm -hmm. herbs. I won't necessarily mention here in the event. They don't like us speaking about it. Right. Um, <laughs> another one reason why I teach about Linden to my cardiac clients are it's um, a sedative. It also has a diaphoretic like properties and it's a hypotensive. And I didn't mention this about motherwort, but that was, is another reason as well. It can be considered a hypotensive. However, with Linden, I enjoy uh, that it's an anticoagulant as well, mm -hmm. and even a diaphoretic. So the clients that are diagnosed with congestive heart failure and they're dealing with the accumulation of the fluids or edema, so to speak, this mm -hmm. may be something we incorporate in their regimen as well. Well, and it's wonderful because you're talking, you said two key things in there with really three, you said it's mm -hmm. going to help with, um, with symptoms of anxiety, right. And how many mm -hmm. people who've gotten the shots report that, I mean, it's a common one. People are just freaked out, stressed out. Right. Then you have the whole, um, the, the, the thing you talked about with the bloodstream in terms of it's going to um, be an anticoagulant, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to make sure that the blood isn't clumping together, the hemagglutination that people dealing with the spike glycoprotein are, are dealing with. So another fantastic one. And then when you're talking about mechanism of action, you also said hypotensive, right? Mm -hmm. So if a person has high blood pressure, it's going to be fantastic for helping to bring down that, that high blood pressure. Wow. These are, these are fantastic. I'm thinking of all this crazy <laughs> good stuff right now. I'm like, Oh, this would be good for this person here. And this it's the, the herbal world folks, when you start getting into the monographs and what these herbs actually do is just stupendous. It's like, yes, these are all things you want to meet. So now, okay. Tell us about Hawthorne Berry. Cause now you're talking about one of my favorite cardiac herbs. Ooh. Tell us about Hawthorne Berry. <laughs> 
Well, first thing that comes to mind that was ingrained in my head is it can act as a central nervous system sedative. So again, Ooh, chill someone, it out. <laughs> yes, I like that it is considered a hypotensive as well. Cardiotonic, it is high ORAC value or antioxidant potential. It also is considered a diuretic. And with my client with hyper thyroidism. She was dealing with uh, PVCs or heart palpitations. We incorporated a little bit of Hawthorne due to its um, antiarrhythmic like uh, properties as well. And we saw some good response there too. This is, this is so wonderful, right? What are we hearing from everybody? Tachycardia and, and dysrhythmias, right? We see it and this is, and what is, what is, Hawthorne Berry do, it helps improve the efficiency of heart contractions. So you maximize the blood output with each contraction at the same time by regulating and coordinating the contraction relaxation cycles, relaxation cycles that have to happen between the atria and the, the ventricles. So just this magnificent thing, it's like, why would we ever seek anything else out? Why do you, why would you seek something that would have these adverse side effects when you have this beautiful God? I'm going to say this again for you folks, because Carmen is an ordained minister. I'm an ordained minister, right? Carmen actually is a badass fighter. I'm, I used to be a badass fighter back in the day, <laughs> right? So what we're, we're telling you is that there's that God put all this stuff right here for us, all of it. And said, look, all you got to do is learn how to use it. I, I've, I've given you all the solutions to problems that can come up with this wonderful image. You're, you are made in my image. I, I'm telling you what you need to do. And I'm giving you the natural things that work with it. You don't need to go into this voodoo science of these mRNA damn shots and things like that, right? You don't need to go in that direction. That's actually voodoo witchcraft when you really get down to it. And I can talk about some of the witchcraft in it, but they want to blame us as being the witch doctors, right? The bone in the mm -hmm. nose and dancing around the cauldron and uh, toil mm -hmm. and trouble. You know, I'm going to be quoting Macbeth here in a minute. Folks, that's nonsense. This is God given the herbs. This is what you put your hands on the earth, reach into the soil and know that there is, there are solutions waiting for you at all time. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm just so overjoyed with this conversation right now. So we have Leonaris Cardiaca, we have Linden, we have Hawthorne, and then now we bring to your actual favorite Comfrey. Yes. Tell us about Comfrey. Yes, comfrey leaf or comfrey root. Um, I First thing that typically comes to mind, it's a cell proliferant. So mm -hmm. it helps with wound healing, tissue healing. Um, oftentimes it's called bone knit uh, for its ability to aid in bone healing. I've personally seen its miraculous properties in action, seeing that I have a son who is extremely active and <laughs> loved to jump off things, double, triple his height, fair skin. And I didn't really want scars on the face. So ointments with comfrey, mm -hmm. calendula, to name a few, were big in my house. Another reason why I like comfrey is it's anti-hemorrhagic. So any cuts that are bleeding excessively, no matter necessarily the reason, whether it's due to someone being on blood thinners or they're more likely to bleed or just mm -hmm. simply they're a bleeder. They may have a diagnosis that causes them to have more thinner blood, but I like that action as well. Um, if taken internally, I like that it is a demulcent, which to me means soothing. Uh, so yeah, that, those are a couple of reasons as to why I enjoy it. And the disclaimer I typically get is or give is regarding the pyrolyzing alkaloid, which if you keep going down that rabbit hole, you'll see how some studies show that it could be not the greatest for liver health, but again, I right. state I've 
shared with others how to consume it internally. We just don't want to do it copiously. However, it is an herb I typically use uh, topically. All right. So a lot of topical applications for it, for wounds, definitely indicated when there's some injury, like a, a fracture or something like that. But also from what you're saying with this one, definitely to be respected because too much use, you can shoot past the mark and maybe injure the liver. I was thinking when you were saying that, because it's got this knitting effect, right? This, this, mm -hmm. this bringing things together effect that maybe it's not a good idea if somebody does have like an elevated D-dimer that it might be contraindicated in those because mm -hmm. it might promote red blood still staying a little sticky together while linden for the, as a contrast would be actually perfect in that situation to keep the blood kind of flowing. So we have, we have one more and then we're going to uh, go to a break, but uh, the last one uh, that you had, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name now. What was, what was the last herb? Cayenne. Oh, cayenne. How could you forget <laughs> the, the spicy pepper? How could, so tell us about cayenne. <laughs> Well, I love it because one of the constituents is capsaicin. And if you've ever utilized Icy Hot, if, if you put a little bit of cayenne and some olive oil and use it topically, it is a very, very similar sensation. And that can be attributed to the capsaicin. I like its medicinal action of it being an analgesic. It even is considered a cardiotonic as well as diaphoretic, meaning can induce sweating as we've spoken about. I like that it's antimicrobial as well. And some of my clients that have dealt with ulcers, there's, um, I guess you'd say a, an old time remedy of drinking cow's milk, which by the time they're speaking with me, cow's milk is no longer on their plan. So they wonder <laughs> what can they try? And I say, let's do a little cabbage juice with a sprinkle of cayenne. And every person I have taught this to has reported positive results. Only time if they're dealing with some gas, we may switch from cabbage over to carrot. However, yes, cayenne has worked wonders. And if you have different books about animal husbandry, you'll see some people even add a little bit to their chicken's water during the winter months. Ooh, why, why do they do that? <laughs> they say it helps with egg production, but also warming the body. Wow. Keep them warm during those cold winter months. Wow. Yeah. And it does warm you up. I mean, everybody who's anybody who's taking cayenne can attest to that, but I love the, I love the, um, that the pain reduction, uh, potential that it has. And also, you know, you said that same thing again, it's going to help keep red blood cells apart, right? It's going to help move the blood just like a, a niacin does as well, a vitamin B3. But then there's that diaphoresis. Isn't it incredible, Carmen, how many herbs that are really effective for cardiovascular health also yes. help the body sweat, right? Yes. Yes. You know, so there's this incredible connection and the Chinese had figured this out with uh, mm -hmm. their five element system, but mm -hmm. um, it's, that in order to have a really healthy heart, you have to sweat. You need to sweat every day and get some and help get some of the, the, the metabolic waste. And in this day and age, the chemical pollution that's in the body's tissues, you have to help get it out through the sweat. So it's not all, re, it's not a hundred percent responsibility of getting that waste out through the liver or through the kidneys and making them work super hard all the time. Like if you open up the, if you poop, if you pee, but if you sweat, you're now lowering this incredible load that we're exposed to every day of chemical pollutants. And that's on top of the normal metabolic waste that the body makes just functioning every day, right? So it's another way to get it out. And these herbs help open up those elimination channels to get it out, which is so exciting. All right, well, we got to take a break. Um, we're going to come back right after this with more uh, Carmen Adams. Folks, you see, isn't it? Now, look, I'm going to tell you something, folks. None of this was rehearsed. 
That, those were all just on the spot questions. So this is, how do you know you're talking to somebody that has put in the work because you can ask them a question like that and they can just pontificate off the top of my head. It's second nature to her because she does it all day long. Those are the people that you want to work with. Not the people who are like, uh, 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 where you can see they're stalling for time and they're ready to bullshit you and everything like that. No, 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 no. It's the people you can hear the love and the joy in what she's talking about. Like she lives and breathes this. And this is what you get when you get to work with somebody like Carmen Adams. We write back with more energetic health radio right after these messages. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, here again with our special guest, Carmen Adams, uh, CHN, Certified Holistic Nutritionist. For those of you out there, extraordinaire, registered herbalist, AHG, I believe is what I'm supposed to say. Extraordinaire mm -hmm. and just awesome, just wealth of knowledge. Uh, Carmen, you know, uh, I, I, you had just done a talk at our holistic nutrition masterclass. You just shared a case with everybody. It was a phenomenal case, elevated cholesterol, some concerns of, you know, cardiovascular issues that may develop for this person overall. I would love for you to share that case um, with uh, the, the audience today, talking a little bit about it and uh, setting it up. And then I'll, I'm sure going to have some questions for you, but if you could tell us a little bit about that case, uh, that would be just fantastic. Definitely. Thank you so much. So this case is about a 34-year-old mother of two, so female, self-diagnosed anxiety, adrenal fatigue, heart palpitations, hormone imbalance, adult acne, and chronic constipation. What she was actually diagnosed with at the time per um, her records from her previous physicians, as well as her labs, um, high cholesterol. Um, she had low HDL, low ferritin, as well as low vitamin D. 
Okay. Um, so, so if I'm hearing this right, you, again, you are somebody that can actually review labs. It's not just the docs and white coats that can review labs. Cool people who know about herbs can review labs as well. Is that right? That is very, very true. Whoa, shocking. From a a functional (laughs) perspective, not for diagnosing or treating. It is in a time, many teaching moments because I find my clients are more compliant when they understand the why, but also they like to see in black and white. So why guess when you can know? Why guess when you can know? Okay, don't let me interrupt, but thank you. Yes, go for it. (laughs) You're welcome. Another thing that was a little bit off in the labs were TSH. And I'm someone that lives with hypothyroidism, something I was misdiagnosed with. For quite a few years, they kept calling it anemia, 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 and then they called it anxiety, (laughs) and then hypothyroidism, and then ADHD, but I digress. Anywho, so her TSH was 1.23, and coupled with the low energy, uh, chronic constipation, and all the other symptoms I mentioned, her previous protocol of a liver cleanse, raw food diet, and supplements of zinc, sea moss, and multivitamin were just not enough. She felt that there was more out there that she could incorporate. She just didn't necessarily know where to start. And the doctors just simply looked past the herbs and supplements. They were interested in having it in her chart, but it was outside of their scope to continue the conversation from there. So she sought elsewhere. Her desired outcome was to lower her cholesterol, lower her risk for stroke. She wanted to decrease the acne outbreaks. She wanted to feel more stable during her menstrual cycle, decrease brain fog, as well as increase her energy. And last but not least, release at about at least about 10 pounds. She felt swollen and bloated and just overall puffy. However, she didn't want just to do a fad diet or a binge-like thing. All right. So outside of her desired outcome and, you know, we're speaking, we're, I'm seeing how self-aware she is. Is she solution-oriented? I stumbled upon some holistic wellness concepts I wanted to teach her about. And one of the first things we identified was her morning routine or lack thereof, as well as her evening routine. After establishing that as far as like when she was going to break her fast, what did she do prior to, was she meditating? We spoke about the supplement and herbal regimen. So let me, and- let me, let me jump in here. I want to, mm-hmm. um, cause I want to talk about that cause it's, it's overlooked, you know, so often we, mm-hmm. we relegate the healing process to a capsule or a tincture mm-hmm. or something like that. And they're, they're hugely important but they can't be the be all end all, right? We have to have lifestyle development around it as well. So you were saying, uh, were, were you noticing in this particular client of yours that um, that she was eating kind of at all times of the day and there really wasn't any break from for her body to be able to like finalize digestion? Is that what you were suggesting? 100%. She was a self-proclaimed grazer and a mother mm-hmm. of two young children that constantly want snacks and she didn't want to waste food. She found herself just constantly eating their leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> the nibbling like, all right, fine. I'll finish that little bit of right there. Give me that gummy bear. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy. Okay. So, so was there any, were there any other uh, major lifestyle or, um, you know, adjustments that you helped her with outside of the eating habit? Yes, stress coping mechanism in her inner dialogue. She had a pretty loud critic, inner critic still. So I like to state about how we're kind to others intentionally. We should also intentionally be kind to ourselves. Meet yourself where you are the same way I'm meeting you where you are. 
Amen to that, right? Like the internal dialogue when it's negative, it's like you can be so giving. She sounds like a giver. She sounds like a mom who's constantly giving and giving and giving. But what's the what's the benefit to that if you're not also giving to yourself? Because ultimately you're gonna the well is gonna run dry for you if all you're doing is being negative with yourself but positive with everybody else, right? That's incredible. Those are those are great places to start. Okay, keep on going. Take us, keep kicking us through this. This is beautiful. So outside of the morning and the evening routine and establishing when she was going to take her supplements because she was on an AM and PM dosing strategy after a few conversations um, and her previous regimen having a lunch dosing strategy that just simply did not work. She had picky eaters. She had work from home, right hand man or woman to her husband's business. She it just didn't work for her. So, again, just because it's a pretty on the a pretty treatment plan on paper, teaching others, you must meet them where they are so that they may adapt it into their lifestyle. So I like to teach in the form of mind, body, spirit. So with mind, we addressed any particular mental health diagnoses. She did not have any at that time outside of the self-proclaimed anxiety. Uh, The inner dialogue, again, she had a pretty loud inner critic as well as attachment style. So she was more of a people pleaser and she also exhibited signs of being more of an anxious like attachment style. So with her body and addressing mitochondrial nutrients, which we'll get into, the dosing strategy was twice per day. The herbs was recommended in the form of a tea infusion or herbal infusion versus tinctures, simply because she was very taste driven. And I like to state if someone does not like the taste of something, they're less likely to take it. In her case, she was really big about that. So we went the route of something she could easily uh, modify in the form of a tea. I like to make my teas taste like lemonade. But I digress. Um, next was reestablishing her relationship. With oh, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. I can already hear people listening in on that one. You were like, you said, <laughs> I like to I like to make my teas taste like lemonade. I got my mess, my medicine water right here. I made my herbal thing. What could I do to make my my herbal blend here a little bit more um, a little bit more like lemonade? What do you do? What's the secret? Mm, so I add lemon juice mm-hmm. and honey. Lemon juice and a little bit of honey. So you got that nice kind of almost Arnold Palmer kind of deal yes. going on with yours. There you go. Now, keep in mind, everybody, if you if you add uh, lemon juice and honey to it, you know, especially the sweetener, you can take yourself out of, out of phagocytosis. So if you are drinking mm-hmm. tea while you're in and, you, and you're doing intermittent fasting, make sure it's without any any calorie additions to it. But yeah, Carmen, yeah, I'm with you, mm-hmm. right? If, if they don't like the taste, they're not mm-hmm. going to do it. They are not. not. So um, outside of the herbal infusion, we, I was teaching about nutrition and her relationship with food or lack thereof and doing actual food journals. You'll be surprised in the, at the amount of things people don't consider food. So that mini Snickers. Yes. That small bag of chips. Yes. Those three Oreos that you cleaned off your child's plate. Yes. All of that matters as to what you're putting in your body. So um, reviewing food journals to see where she could make some improvements. And I like for, to, I would like to share with them, where do you see room for improvement versus me pointing out, you can eat some more greens or that's a lot of carbs within that particular meal. Where do you feel there's room for improvement? Because it allows me to see where's her research or how has she learned herself based, mm-hmm. based on where she is in her journey. Um, next thing was hydration. Uh, well, she what was, what was, was hmm? what, Carmen, what was one of her revelations? What, what did she kind of come to her own self-realization at looking at that food journal? 
whenever I was going over the breakfast, the lunch, the dinner, and if she did snacks, she, she and on the particular form that she fills out, it states about time as well as the mood prior to and after she yeah, noticed yeah. she was grazing. So it wasn't just, oh, let me write down my breakfast, my lunch and my dinner that helped her realize she's just eating all day long. Right. So there's no chance for the body to do anything other than metabolize. Right. And you, there's no chance to clean up from all that process. Oh, that's beautiful, beautiful self-realization. Love it. Okay. Keep on flowing. And then, um, like I stated, the hydration to someone that was dealing with chronic constipation. So I took that as a teaching moment to teach about us uh, absorbing our water within our colon. So that correlation between, oh, I'm dehydrated and oh, I could, that could be leading to the constipation. It was an aha moment for her that we didn't have to revisit. She was someone that was also mm -hmm. interested in colonics, but she was a little afraid of the closed system with the person being within the room. And that was mm -hmm. the places that were more common here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was something speaking more about hydration regarding her just simply consuming the water. And then the Sweet 16, which is a set of principles that EHI teaches, like safe cookware, eating something green every day. Um, and so these were some of the principles that we started to incorporate, but again, not being too overwhelming. And in, within conversation and her tooting her own horn, she was stating that I no longer use plastic. I'm not using Teflon. What, what should I be using or what is optimal. And that presented an opportunity for me to teach her about stainless steel, ceramic, glass, and um, what was the other one? Stainless steel, ceramic, glass, and uh, da -da 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 -da. It's, it's leaving me. Cast iron. There we go. Cast iron. Hey, and with her, that's right. <laughs> with her ferritin being low, that was another thing that was a teaching moment eventually because she was the type of person that loved to read articles or send me articles so that I may give my professional opinion. Because if it's something I'm not familiar with, I will let the client know, well, give me some time to familiarize myself. And if I feel as if something I have to share could be a value, then I would do so. So never right. be too afraid of saying, I'm not too sure. Let me get back to you. Right. Oh, totally. It's like one of the most important things for us to say. And you know, what's really cool about having, um, cause I, I get this all the time with students and patients like you do. It's just people sending you stuff, sending you stuff, sending you stuff. What's really cool is not only do we get that little extra education, a lot of times every now and then it's like, okay, no, there's nothing here. And you can tell them why there's nothing there for what they sent, mm -hmm. which is, which is good. But oftentimes it opens up a little rabbit hole for us to go down and get a little bit better at what we do. But what I really love about it, Carmen, is it shows that she's engaged, that yes. she's engaged in her healing process. Because I'm, I, I tell people this all the time. I've healed one person in my entire career, me. That's mm -hmm. only I'm oh that's the that's the max amount of people I will be able to hear heal in my career is me. The only thing I can do is facilitate, like you said early on, like I, I my job is to become obsolete, right? I, I'm, I need to make sure you don't need me. How do I do that? With you being engaged in your healing process, which is really an educational process more than anything else. So tell us a little bit more about now. Um, we got the, we got the lay of the land and things like that, you know, um, you know, were there any bumps in the road for her? Were there any like, um, challenges that she had to overcome to really start um, getting the, the fruits of her labor realized? Yes, support system. Initially, her husband, I won't say wasn't on board, but he didn't truly understand the power of nutrition. So he mm -hmm. was more of putting in his heels of not really wanting to change and not necessarily expecting a separate dinner to be made, but 
sharing his opinion that wasn't necessarily in alignment with the changes she was trying to make. Long story short, he became a client as well, and their blood work almost mirrored each other. That's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. Right. So he eventually becomes converted over because, and and let me, let me take a guess here. One at the beginning, it's by choice. He's getting drug along, but then he probably started feeling a little bit better, at least noticing she was feeling better. Is that kind of how it all went down? Actually, actually, I won't take on a spouse or partner if they are not a willing participant. I learned very early on that just because the wife thinks it's a good idea doesn't mean the husband is going to be in alignment or vice versa. So for him, it came to the abdominal pain. And he was one of the clients that had the ulcer as well. And Mm -hmm. I've done the same similar regimen that we spoke about in the other segment with him as well. And he gave the same feedback. So from an acute appointment regarding the ulcer, because he was diagnosed with an ulcer, he just simply was wanting to see what else he could do because he was starting to notice undigested food particles in his stool Mm. after taking whatever pharmaceutical I can't remember off the top of my head. So he wanted to know she's feeling better. Her energy is increasing. Her skin is less dull. The cystic acne is going down. Whatever she's doing is working. How can I start? So we started with the, um, pain he was in because people are more likely to listen to you when you've decreased some pain. And then we did the labs and put him on a protocol, which his protocol was very similar to hers, minus a couple of, um, a couple of herbs that wasn't in alignment with his desired outcome. Right on. Got it. Got it. Well, well now, so we let, let's shift back to, to mom right there. Right. So, so mom has elevated cholesterol, low ferritin, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about this ferritin issue. Cause I think people listening in are going to be very curious about this. It's something I've been seeing as well, where even though the serum iron looks like it's fine and we don't see a whole lot of signs in the complete blood count that there's iron deficiency anemia, we see that ferritin levels would be like, like flatlined, you know, what are you seeing in your practice? And, and before you even get into that, tell the audience a little bit about what ferritin is. Ferritin is stored iron. Our body stores our iron within our liver. So I like that's one of the biomarkers that I like to look at because depending on the number I think of chronic infections or I think of nutrient deficiency, I think of the acidity of the stomach because acidic stomach helps with the uh, with iron absorption. So those are just a couple of things that come to mind when I see that. It just depends on other symptomology, other biomarkers and how they progress moving forward. It, do they have any di- other diagnoses that could be negatively impacting it? Does she have a heavy menstrual flow, which she did? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that played a role. So like for a woman that is having a heavy menstrual flow or an excessively long menstrual cycle, right? Is I think all of us need to be more concerned about anemia and the building blocks that prevent anemia like ferritin. So it's just a brilliant, you know, it's a brilliant and, and very logical investigation there. Now, this same woman had elevated cholesterol levels. Was that right? Yes. Elevated cholesterol, elevated LDL, low HDL. And what's the problem with an elevated LDL and a low HDL? 
Well, with elevated LDL, your risk for cardiovascular events increase and low HDL, I saw that since she was self-proclaimed potential hormonal imbalances, Mm. that also led to the conversation regarding libido and healthy cholesterol plays a role in sex hormone production as well. Oh, so if the, if I get my HDLs up, I might be a little more frisky. Is that what you're telling me? That's what I'm telling you. Oh, great. Okay. So I can get a little more frisky with getting my HDLs up. Now tell me uh because i are you what are you using what i want to get my i want to get i want to be more frisky okay so what can i use that's going to make me a little more frisky besides cannabis because i use cannabis a lot so what what, what's going to help me out (laughs) you're making me a little more frisky get my hdls up carmen well, um, first I addressed essential fatty acids. So I taught her about cod liver oil. She wasn't a vegan or a vegetarian, so she was comfortable with incorporating that within her regimen. Mm-hmm. So the and then we address the high cholesterol and LDL with the combination of red yeast rice coupled with CoQ10. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to do the trick. As we also dietary wise, we addressed um things such as omegas in the form of fish that she could consume themselves, whether it's shrimp, that was another way that she could do it, Mm -hmm. or even the vegan source uh, from mushrooms. I believe it's criminy mushrooms, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, criminies, I think are going to have a bit multiples will, but it's really Mm -hmm. cool. You're really approaching this from like saying, look, let's get those omega-3 fatty acids up, right? And with Mm -hmm. the omega-3 fatty acids going up, HDLs are going to go up. So Mm -hmm. we we call folks, if you want to remember good and bad cholesterol, H is happy, L is lousy. So LDLs are lousy <laughs> and H is happy. So, um, so, and, and if you get a little frisky, that's going to make you happy. So let's just remember some omega-3 <laughs> fatty acids for that. Now you do do something that I don't normally do. And this is, and this is what I like about this. This is, these are the differences, right? I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, red yeast rice, but I think what you did was you used it appropriately. And a lot of people don't use it appropriately. It's an HMG co-reductase inhibitor. So it's the same. And red yeast rice is the same as a statin. But you do something that's very important. You Number one, don't use it long-term. People aren't going to be on red yeast rice forever. You only mm-hmm. use it, I think, for what, like four months or something like that, right? Yes, four months before adjusting the dosing strategy if they even need to continue on it. Right. And then, and then you also are checking their cholesterol levels as you're going, which is very important. You're not making assumptions. Don't guess when you can know, mm-hmm. but you do something that's crucial. You give CoQ10 with it because what statins do folks, and this includes red yeast rice, what statin drugs and red yeast rice do is they break down the body's ability to make CoQ10 because our bodies make CoQ10. Carmen, we're, we're up against it. Uh, we could, you know, me and you, we can talk forever, <laughs> but um, we're up against it. Just, uh, I want to give you final thoughts and then, and let's show, and let's tell how people can, can start working with you. Cause you do do telehealth, right? You do work with people all over the country, right? Is that correct? Yes. In person and virtual. <laughs> In person and virtual. So, um, so uh, give us your final thoughts and tell us how, uh, the, how we can find you. Overall, if you have a desire I want you to focus on your ability to achieve it. Stay solution oriented. And she was able to achieve her desired outcome of lowering cholesterol, lowering risk for stroke, clearer skin, decreased brain fog. And she even released 13 of the 10 pounds she wanted to initially. So if this resonates with you and having a comprehensive look that works in conjunction with your healthcare support team, either follow me on social media at Energy Med Group, I-N-N-E-R-G-Y-M-E-D Group, or energymedgroup.com is my website. And you'll see more about my services offerings. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here, Carmen. Thanks for sharing all this stuff. The, the talk with the herbs was so much fun. And then going through and kind of looking at how you handle the case. So, so much fun. Like this is the way folks medicine is supposed to be practiced, you know, where people spend time with you and ask questions and get good lab results and use that information, all of it, the health history, the conversation, the lab results to put together a plan that's tailored to you right? Not this one size fits all cookie cutter, take a pill and shut up and leave me alone nonsense that's going on out there today. That's not medicine. That's pill pushing. What we actually practice is medicine, is medicine. I should say medicinal. They'll come after me for saying that. No, I'm not medicine. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, it is. Shut up. It's medicinal. All right. Well, Carmen, thank you for being here again, folks. You can meet Carmen, go to energymedgroup.com. That's I N N E. E-R-G-Y, medgroup.com. Check her out. She's got a wealth of knowledge, loves helping people and would love to meet you, I'm sure. Um, you know, it's just such a treat for me, everyone, to bring on these special guests. These are all folks that I've had a hand in helping them develop, you know, and it's just been a treasured part of my life. You know, these, this is what we do. We weave ourselves into the fabric of each other's lives. And it's just so much fun for me to, to see how, big of a difference you're making, Carmen, and, and all of your fellow graduates out there in the world and the great things that you're doing with people. This is this was the vision, you know, and, and to have it realized, I'm just grateful for you and, and everything. So uh, folks, um, you know, we're going to be keep, I'm going to keep bringing my grads on. I want you to meet them now. It's time for me to start showcasing them and for you to know that there's a lot of people out there that have been working their butts off so that they can position themselves to help you and the people that you love. And Carmen is certainly at the top of that list. Um, I just want to say um, this is a dream come true. I hope you all pursue your dreams and that they come true as well as good dreams, of course. And uh, I think there's so much to learn in what God has already provided us in terms of natural medicine. So I hope you have the courage to explore it because to me, that's the only thing that really is medicine. Um, in my professional opinion, <laughs> I will tell you all, uh, we like to end with a blessing. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute. I say aloha vow, eowe, that means I love you. And I also say aloha and adios. Mm -hmm.